Welcome to Grace-Filled Grit. I'm your host, Lana Sinner, and we are chatting all about growing your faith, family, and the backyard farm. Here at the Grace-Filled Homestead, we are having honest and authentic conversations with some amazing guests about getting back to the basics and what's important in life. Each episode, you can expect practical life tips and encouragement. We are recording live on Instagram, where you'll get the raw, unedited chat. And if you missed that, we're uploading here onto the podcast. I am so honored to have you join us today. So grab a cup of coffee and let's do this thing. This podcast is brought to you by the Backyard Farm Academy. Have you dreamed of fresh eggs every morning and adding chickens to your yard? Do you want a flourishing garden and fruit trees to be more self-sufficient or even honey from your own beehives? Join the Backyard Farm Academy, where we will simplify all the steps in our training sessions that you can complete at your own pace. The Academy opens soon, and the founding members helping us build it can join for only $14 a month, a rate that is locked in for life, even when the price goes up. Go to lannastinner.com backslash academy for more information and to grab your spot. Let's get busy building your backyard farm. All right, friends, thank you for joining us today. I have a really special guest that I'm excited to share with you, Mindy Shriver. She is a family counselor, mother of five in a military family. She's also the founder of Gospel Centered Health, and I asked her to come and join. Hello, Mindy. How are Hello. you doing? Thank so you, Lynn, for that- having me on. Yeah, I'm so glad that you take the time to come on and um, join us and give us your wisdom. So what we're doing here on Grace-Filled Grit is we are starting a three-part series um, on intentional living. So Mindy's going to give us, share some wisdom and tips on our first one is a back to school uh, edition for kids. Uh, It's just giving stability to our families during a chaotic world, whatever. Uh, that looks like the school year might be homeschooling. It might be um, online school, online classes, or you might be in person. So whatever that looks like, Mindy's going to give us some tips today. Um, But the next two of our episodes are going to be, um, the second one will be on marriage, strengthening your marriage um, during stressful times. So Mindy has had some stress in her marriage with the health scare as well as I have. And we realize. Um, that even though you're working together um, to get through this hard time, that it can bring stress to your marriage. So she's going to give us some tips on that in our next episode. And then finally, um, last but not least, uh, probably more important than any of these other things is your personal health and wellness so that we can tackle all these other issues as they come up. So I'm so glad to have you, Mindy. Uh, would you just share with our friends here online a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Lana, for that sweet introduction. Yes. So my name is Mindy Shriver, and I am the founder of Gospel Centered Health and the author of the Healthy Habits Bible Study and 90 Day Journal. I'm really proud of that work. Um, I am a professional counselor. I've also been married for 24 years. We just celebrated 24 years. We have five children together, and they actually get on to me when I still call them children, but it's just habit after so long. It is. It is. And they're always going to be your your littles. 
Yeah. I finally was like, just stop complaining. I'm always going to call you my kids. Mm -hmm. But those kids are now, um, we have three biological boys and two adopted girls from West Africa. Our boys are 21, 19, and almost 17. Our girls are 19 and a half and almost 18. So we adopted them when they were 10 and 11 10 and 11 and a half, actually. So they've been with us for eight years. We just celebrated their eighth gotcha day. If you don't know what gotcha day is, that just means the day you got them. We celebrate that as well as, well as their um, birthdays. So that's fun. Um, I, girls, I tell you what, not to interrupt you, but they are brilliant. They are strong, powerful women. They're just, um, and your boys are too. I mean, you just have a really good, solid family. I know the boys are going to love it if they know you called them strong, powerful women. <laughs> they are. They are. I mean, uh, you know, one of them was on the powerlifting team with Sophie. When they, were, they did some meets together and she was yeah. awesome. Amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing family you've, you've raised. Thank you, Leanna. That's really sweet. It has been a difficult um, time. Uh, choosing adoption is absolutely a choice. And, um, I've learned that we've learned a lot. Um, I am a formal fit, former fitness professional who went back to school and changed my career to become a counselor. So, um, after my, our experiences in our marriage, after our experiences through adoption and just raising a family, I knew, uh, in, deep in my heart that I wanted to help women in a different way in a more of an emotional and mental way. And then beyond just physical, um, so much of what we do is, multifaceted, right? And the world kind of tells us to target one thing at a time when really we operate in spiritual, mental, um, physical, and emotional ways, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, we have, tell me, okay, first of all, before we get into, I was getting ready to jump right in, but we can't do that without talking about your sweet little Raylan. (laughs) So for those of you that don't know, I consider me and Mindy to be related. Um, I don't know if that's real or we're just kind of making it up, but her, um, her son and my niece are the sweetest couple ever. And they have, um, a new baby. Well, yeah, not new. She's getting ready to have a first birthday and she is the most precious thing ever. So tell us a a little bit about little Raylan. How's she doing? Yeah. So our oldest son has uh, almost one year old child, um, baby. And she is the light of my day. When she walks in the door, I can't get enough of her. Um, the girl has such a big personality. I, I've never seen. She does. <laughs> She's. <laughs> she does. She's just precious in her sweet little cheeks. Oh, my goodness. She's adorable. I kind of giggle inside a little bit because um, my oldest son is, I'm, I'm a, he spent his teenage years telling me that I'm extra. Right. Cause I am extra. I'm like outgoing and I'm not That's quiet at thing. all. It's such a good thing, but you know, he's a little more introverted, a little more quiet. And, um, he has this, then he has this grandbaby. He has this child that is so outgoing. And I'm like, yes, yes. yes. Paybacks. That's right. He has Payback. a lot of extra in his life right now. Oh, so it's yes. really funny. She is just, she is absolutely precious. Okay. So, um, when do you want to tell them our friends here when we met, how we met? Okay. So Lana, I don't remember which year it was, but we needed some help. Um, I've been leading a director of a race, uh, a pro-life race that raises money for a local uh, women's clinic here in our town. 
um, that provides free services for women in need who are in difficult situations. And we needed someone several, several years ago to help out and join our committee for, we were adding on a um, kids fun run. And so you came on um, our team and I think the first time we met, maybe it may have been meeting at a coffee shop mm-hmm. um, or my house. I can't remember where the meeting was, yeah, but anyways, you came on board and you've been contributing to that committee for six years, seven years, a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we run a 5k event and festival that has a walk. It has a, a 5k and we also have the cutest little kids fun run. Mm-hmm. And you've been leading and directing that ever since. Yeah, it's fun. So tell them, um, tell them what's going to be there at the festival and we'll, we'll jump into the stuff we need to, but this is just such a wonderful organization. It, um, supports the Liberty women's clinic. Mm-hmm. And so give them a little bit about what's going to be at the festival and the date, and then how they can register really quick before we jump into what we're going to be talking about. We're excited this year. We've expanded it in big ways. Uh, the location is at Pleasant Valley Baptist Church in Liberty, Missouri. It's on October 3rd. We've got fire trucks, bounce houses. We are dunking pastors <laughs> yes. in a dunk tank, and we are looking very forward to this. So yeah. some pastors have signed up to help us raise money by being dunked, and we have a dunk tank. So you can dunk your dad. You can dunk your pastor. You can dunk your boyfriend. I don't know why I chose all men there, but that was weird. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so mainly we just want to have a blast. It's a fall festival as well for the local community and a 5k race. You can sign up if you're in the local Metro Kansas city area, um, at light the night for the number four. So light the night for life.com. Awesome. Yeah, it is, um, just such a wonderful night. And I, you know, want to give kudos to Mindy. Last year, we almost canceled um, in the middle of the pandemic. Most, well, every single race through the summer. Kansas City is a big running community. Um, all the races, Kansas City Marathon, all the ones we were doing um, got canceled. And Mindy made the decision: we're going to go ahead and do this thing. It's going to we're going to be safe with the community and do all the things that we need to do, but we're going to go ahead and have this. And, um, it was just, I remember sitting in that conference room after, after we were cleaning up, we're all exhausted. (laughs) We finished strong and, um, we were going over some of the donations that were made that night and just, uh, life saving things were right. So, um, just just to you. Beautiful night. And I just have to mention, you know, we were all really nervous about whether or how we were going to be perceived for continuing on with the race. And this is what happens when, when you follow God's lead. Yeah. What that a concept, night, right? <laughs> right. That night and Lana, you already know this, but I just want to announce to the crowd, if you're wondering if you should follow through with something because you're doubting whatever it is, whether it has to do with the pandemic or not, someone donated, just came up to us and gave us a 35000 dollar check on the spot. Yeah. And and handed it to the parking lot attendant (laughs) of all things we have. So last year we raised more money than we ever had from that event. And we were nervous about it and we just did it because we felt like God was telling to. Yeah. So pretty cool story. Beautiful night. It was, it was. So I hope anybody that's local here in Kansas city will look it up and register and come join us for the fun. So, okay. So thank you for giving that little plug. Um, 
So what we brought on Mindy for, I'm so glad that she agreed to come on and chat with us. Um, We have had, we're friends in real life and we've had um, lots of chats about just raising kids and how hard it is. And some of those happened before, you know, a couple of years ago, before the pandemics and all of that, where we were just, you know, hashing over technology and bullying and just the standard things that kids worry about um, and stress over. And then now you add on the pandemic and school closings and how that impacts. So I asked Mindy to come on and just give us some tips on having some stability with our family, with our children as we head back to school. Um, And so I'm going to turn it over to you, Mindy, just give us some of your wisdom and, um, you know, from your family counseling background, but also as a mother of five that has been through uh, this past year and a half, uh, let us know, you know, some of your suggestions on help us, helping us get through this time. Yeah, this is a big question. And as it relates to going back to school, all of our kids across the country now are pretty well back in school um, in some capacity. I think maybe some places are still doing online either way. Um, the way that I answer these questions today will be from perspective of attachment. So as a counselor, I look at these things from a, from a lens of attachment. And so what that actually means is um, the attachment between a child and a parent, a child and a caregiver. It can be a grandparent. It can be a foster parent, whatever that situation is. That is an extremely important and um, relational uh, relationship with for a child mm-hmm. and we all long for an early attachment within our lives that's always our parents or a caregiver in our adult life that is our spouse our partner whatever that may be um but so as i give these tips today they'll be coming from a, a perspective of attachment attachment meaning healthy attachment isn't necessarily like a set of tricks that you just have in your back pocket Um, Healthy attachment is a secure relationship that creates a foundation and a base where the child, teenager, and even young adult, honestly, Mm -hmm. uh, understands that they have a safe place to go, like Mm -hmm. a haven, because it's it's kind of a war zone out there, Mm -hmm. right? Even prior to the pandemic, high school is a tough place. Yes, goodness, it is. It is. Yeah. School is a tough place. Um, And so then you add on, we're going into two years. And uh, I really have to take a a moment to just kind of take that in uh, and, and, and just sit with that for a second. And I encourage you as a parent to just kind of take a moment and be like, we're like 20 months into this thing. We're almost two years into, um, weird reality, mm-hmm. right? Weirdness in the world, um, riots on the streets, um, the TV's constantly raging, the news is was already negative. Mm-hmm. And then now you can't even turn the nightly news on without something. It is, it is chaos. Mm-hmm. It is. Not, not only for the parents, but the kids are getting sort of this residual effect that we're dealing with, mm-hmm. right? They're, they are getting sort of this trickle down emotion that we're bringing home 
because we're dealing with the exact same things that they are. So I know where we're addressing this from a place of back to school, but being very aware of your own self is the key to creating a very secure attachment in a child. Mm-hmm. That attachment, a secure attachment truly aids in like a child being able to emotionally regulate themselves. Mm-hmm. But the parent has to be able to emotionally regulate themselves <laughs> first, right? Right. Difficult, difficult when we're dealing with this. Absolutely. And then the, the other thing a secure attachment does is allow the children to go out into the world and explore the crazy things that are happening, right? And make sense of that or not make sense of that, come back home and have an absolute meltdown. Right, right, right. So I want to give some practical tips. Um, I just wanted to sort of lay that foundation of attachment, 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 and creating that healthy, secure attachment. So good, yes. Any questions so far, Lena? No, that, I mean, I have not heard that from, you know, from that angle and and it makes complete sense. Definitely. One thing, Lana, I was thinking about when I was putting, when I was thinking of putting these notes together mm-hmm. was a practical way to create that is, is the thing that you created this like 60 seconds. I don't know if your oh, audience knows about that. They probably don't. <laughs> okay. Well, I know that I'm sort of throwing this at you right now because I wasn't really planning on talking about it, but I did think about it. But, um, one practical way, if you have a teenager is Lana, will you tell us about your 60 second thing and, and can they get it on your website? Um, not oh, right totally now, but I can, <laughs> no, you're totally, totally good because it, it totally fits. So, and so we, tell us about it. We can put it back on the website. Um, but basically, um, I had at home a, uh, long story short, I had a junior and a senior at home and I'm noticing a shift in the world. This was way before, um, pandemic time or anything, but it was just, everybody was struggling and there was just a lot. I kept hearing the kiddos come home and tell stories about their friends. And these are good, solid families that we go to church with, and they're struggling with, um, suicide. They're struggling with cutting, um, already into substance abuse, stealing. I mean, just, and these are from good, solid families that, you know, have good parents and all of these things. And so what I did was, um, I came up with a Bible plan, a devotion, um, and basically it, and I, I wrote it all out and I kind of tested it on the kids on, you know, am I going too deep or, or, um, does this, is this too soft? Which is it? And basically it was, I would read a scripture passage every morning to them and then just have a couple of sentences of a chat about it. And the key is because, you know, teenagers want to have nothing to do with chatting with you. I mean, most of them, they don't, they don't even want to talk in the morning, but I basically asked them, you know, uh, they're going to eat at the same time. They're going to come down. And as they're eating, I'm reading to them. Otherwise they're not going to, they're not going to read themselves. They would never do that. Um, but I'm standing across from the, the kitchen bar from them reading to them, the scripture, and then just a little bit about it. And, um, and it really, you know, did they like it? Probably not. Um, but it opened up some conversations sometimes later in the night mm-hmm. or, um, you know, a, a week later, one of them would be telling me something that was going on at school. And then they would reference back that scripture. And I'm like, mm. oh, okay. So they aren't just rolling their eyes at me. It's sinking in, even though it doesn't feel like it. Um, and then, you know, we would, after they finished that, we would do a hug prayer. So, um, and they, they really 
I don't think they loved that, but I would say, okay, give your mom a hug kind of like, and they would probably roll their eyes. Um, and I would just hug them and give like a really quick blessing over them, you know, like Lord Jesus be with them today, help them with their math test, help them to be kind to others, let your light shine through. And I mean, in the, a couple of times I'm bringing in comedy into it, um, you know, singing Jesus take the wheel after my daughter had a little fender bender or something like that. But it's just like a literally 20 second hug, pray over them um, and just sending them out into the world. So they know, you know, my mom's got my back. I mean, everybody else, my teacher sucks. My coach sucks. Everybody else, my friend group is imploding or whatever, but at least my mom, my silly mom, that's such a dork, but my mom loves me. And that was kind of, you know, that was the purpose of it. So it didn't take, but you know, a minute or two to do it, but, um, I'd like to think that it made an impact. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows if it did? So Lana, there's, um, for your audience, there's tip number one, we just targeted teenagers there. Um, and so you were, in fact, intentionality was your key point there. You were intentional and mm-hmm. in creating an attachment bond prior to them going out into the world, or might I say war zone, this, <laughs> war. Is, this is pre COVID as well, right? Your kids go, went to a, a major, massively large high school. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I don't care if it's a small or a large high school, it's still going to be a difficult time in their life. <clears throat> so you were creating a daily consistent point of physical contact with mm-hmm. your hug yeah, and emotional contact with your encouragement and spiritual contact with the scripture and the prayer over them. And you were trying your best to do it in 60 seconds. <laughs> Yeah. And I was bribing them with food. I'm like, <laughs> you're not eating breakfast until you're completely ready. And my, my little book's open here to chat with you. So I'm not above that's, bribery. You know, That's right. Food <laughs> always works with teenagers. Right. So the second thing, so that's tip number one. So you guys are actually going to come away with three tips or four tips today, because awesome. I just wanted to point out Lana's um, amazing tool there. And oh, then thank you. the second thing that I wanted to talk about was um, when we talk about attachment, it has to be intentional. Mm-hmm. So as a parent, and I'm sort of relating it to a child, but you can do this with all ages of your kids, even your adult children who don't live in your home and pop in, you know, Mm -hmm. for Easter or whatever, but noticing their body language, noticing the energy that they come in with Mm -hmm. after school, the energy that they leave with before school, the energy that they have, um, or the body language that they have at the dinner table. Mm -hmm. It is your responsibility as a parent. And it's not easy. Because you're exhausted from your day as well. Right. And so it's sort of like putting your own exhaustion aside and just noticing. I think if we spent time getting really good at noticing other people's body language, nonverbal communication skills, mm-hmm. that we would be able to attune to friendships better, mm-hmm. to husbands and wives better, um, to just the person at Target better. Right. And more importantly, since we're talking about back to school, our children better. We live in a society that says, go, 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 do, do, do. And I am absolutely a doer. I believe that God's word says, you know, be doers of his word, not just hearers alone. So balancing that out is super important. So what that looks like is 
being acutely attuned to their facial expressions. Mm -hmm. This is important to me because right now they're wearing masks all day long. And God didn't create us to live in community together with our faces covered. Right. And so they don't have the developmental emotional capacity yet as children, as preschoolers, as children, and as teenagers to function in a world where they can't see each other's expressions. Right, right. I mean, I'm a 46-year-old woman and I'm struggling to function in a world where I can't see other people. And and I'm not talking about if you're pro-mask or not or anti-mask. That's not what this conversation is about. We can all agree that not seeing each other's faces is confusing and difficult. Mm -hmm. And so they don't even know they're struggling. They wouldn't even have a way to express to you this is hard because they don't know that that's part of being, of developing socially as a child. Right. Absolutely. But you know, because you're a parent, mm-hmm. right? So they're not going to be able to express this to you. And so it is your responsibility, especially in this crazy chaotic pandemic, when they're coming home from school, I think a really good way to attune to them is to look at their non-verbal communication, mm-hmm. starting with their facial expressions. Yeah. And that's so hard to do. I mean, I've, I've missed the mark on that many of times and I've caught myself like I'm having a conversation and we're eating a cookie after school or whatever. And I'm chatting, I'm there, I'm off work and I'm doing this thing, the mom thing with them. And then I jumped their case about you didn't bring your laundry down and your uniform wasn't ready. And you were supposed to have the white one instead of the blue one and all the things jumping their case. Mm-hmm. And then realizing the next day, I find out some story of how they're helping their friend that has suicidal thoughts and all this deep adult, horrible stuff. And I'm sitting here whining about their laundry, Mm -hmm. you know, just being a nag and not really reading in, not really checking facial expressions or whatever. I'm just kind of going through the motion. So even if you're off work that day and you're spending time with them, you have to like click into are they off? Are they dealing with something? And, you know, it's hard to do. It really is. It is so hard to do. So yeah, Lena, thank you for pointing that out because we are also <laughs> sort of experimenting as we go as parents doing the best that we can. Again, I, I um, pointed out at the beginning of this that we're dealing with the pandemic as much as anyone else as well. And so we're going to mess this up. Mm-hmm. We're going to miss a tune. We're going to misalign our, and we're going to get defensive. We're going to get annoyed. We're going to get angry. Excuse me. And it's going to sometimes, I hate to use this word, but turn a little destructive and toxic, not meaning to. Right. And so, in the midst of uh, practicing these tips, uh, the idea that Lana had before your school, uh, this idea of being very intentionally attuned to their facial expressions, in the midst of that, when you mess up, it is critical to circle back around. Even if it's 48 hours later, a week later, I don't care. Mm -hmm. That piece is critical to attunement and attachment to Mm -hmm. your children. They're going to feel more attached and secure in your home. If you can go back or circle back around and say, Hey, I know this is like a seven day old thing. And this is, you're probably not even thinking about this anymore, but I love you. And it's been on my mind. And I think I messed this up Mm -hmm. and I didn't listen to you. And I, 
I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, I have messed that up quite a bit in my um, life again. So I just want you to give yourself grace as a parent. <laughs> it's hard. That you, but circling back around is the key. Yeah, that is. So, so um, the second thing that I want to do, and it kind of piggybacks on up on the first um, tip that I gave, is fostering communication with children. This is specifically through children, fostering communication through play. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to the fact that these, that your children, your, especially your preschool, elementary school kids, they need to see your face laugh, Mm -hmm. smile, frown, be confused. Um, So if you were to intentionally have a night or two every week where you're playing Candyland together and you're laughing, maybe it's charades, maybe it's something that they come up with, something that allows expression with one another so that they can see you and you can see them and it fosters giggles and hugs, mm-hmm. right? And rolling on the floor with whatever, just wrestling, just mm-hmm. wrestle, just be with one another physically in, in close proximity because they are distant. Mm-hmm. They are socially distant. I was reading a book last night about the brain mm-hmm. and he talks about how we made a mistake calling this socially distant. Because we are, yeah, just the, the trick that that sort of plays on the human brain. I don't care how old you mm-hmm. are to be told you're supposed to be socially distant when we are created to be social humans. Right. Yeah. He said that, um, and he was, it, it's a recent book about the brain. So he's referring to obviously the pandemic. Um, it just, this is a new, newly published book. He said, we should have always been using the words physically distant. Mm. So and smart. So, Goodness. Yeah. Just one word difference. Just one word difference. Yeah. So in the chaos of this pandemic, I encourage you, especially with your littles, to have a game night. Mm-hmm. Have a game night. And are you saying schedule it? Because if you wait for it to just happen, it's not going to just happen. You Never. have to be intentional. Get it on the calendar or your life is going to happen. Drama is going to happen. You'll get a flat tire. Somebody will call and need your help. It's got to be scheduled, right? When you say absolutely, because soccer yeah. practice and dance is always waiting around the corner, right? right. Competitive absolutely. things have taken over our kids, they and have. I have five kids who've been in competitive sports, so I get it. The older they get, the less in control you're going to be with right. this. Mm-hmm. So, while they're in elementary school, be intentional about a night mm-hmm. and make it happen. So good. Yep. And also, I want to confess that I have. Not always been perfect at this. Yeah. <laughs> so, nope, me neither. <laughs> okay. Um, because you so, wait for it just to naturally happen. Right. And it's just not going to. We're busy people. So you do have to schedule it. With teenagers, how this plays out with teenagers is, and Lana, Lana kind of alluded to it earlier, it's food. Yeah. <laughs> not above bribery. <laughs> I am not. I, I love healthy food. Um, I want my children to eat healthy, but if I have to buy pizza rolls Mm -hmm. to get them to sit down with me, whatever works, I will. Yeah. If I have to say, uh, Hey, we've, we're creating a date, uh, a day every week where we're having a dessert night together. Oh, I'll do it. Who's going to miss that? No one's going to miss that. They're going to come for the dessert. I'm coming. Tell me when yours is. (laughs) The funny thing about teenagers is they're going to ask, well, what kind of dessert? Right. Are you making? Yep. Right. Yeah. Which kind? So your response is, which kind would you like? (laughs) I'll I'll make whatever you want. Right. So rivalry here, we're joking about it, but it works. When you feed teenagers what they want, 
I know yep. that it's contrary to what they should eat. I can acknowledge that. Also, I believe in health and fitness as well. But um, it's going to be okay if it's going to create a time for you to sit around the table and laugh together. Absolutely. Um, with that being said, and again, guilty on all levels as a parent of teenagers. Me too. With that being said, asking them how they're doing and shutting up. Mm. Man, so I, I hard. Don't mean, don't mean yeah. to be so direct, but I'm talking to, I'm speaking to myself here too. Shut your trap. Just mm-hmm. shut it. I'm not good at this either. And so I'm working on it constantly and circling back around and working on it and circling back around. And that's the key. So when it comes to teenagers and children, children express through play. Mm-hmm. Teenagers, you're going to get to them. If you feed them, sit down with them, look them in the eye and just shut it. Yep. So good. Such good info <laughs> tips. Yeah. The last tip I want to bring today is, um, and this is again, this is actually number four, um, but is being extremely personally self-aware. Mm-hmm. So I know these are tips like, how do I be a better parent during this chaos time? How do I create more stability with my children back to school, what they're experiencing out there? It actually starts with you. Mm-hmm. Because if you are not healthy mentally, you are not going to be able to pour into your kids, your spouse, take care of your animals, anything. You're just not going to be able to function if you're not um, put together first. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, God's word tells us to be, uh, to, to be outward, to be loving. It's almost as if it's saying like, don't be self-centered and we don't want to be self-centered. It's also very clear about how our heart is with our relationship with Jesus first and foremost, and mm-hmm. then we go out into the world. Right. Right. So as Christians, we sometimes get this mixed up and we think that means, um, well, I get my two hours of uh, TV time and or don't talk to me till I have my coffee. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we have these funny shirts like coffee and Jesus, like don't, all, <laughs> all of the things. Right. But the truth is it's, it's our relationship with Christ first and our personal self-care in him. Mm-hmm. Not in a self-centered way. So good, right? yes. Which is what we talk about at Gospel Central Health a lot. Our self-care mm-hmm. is not self-centered. It's through Christ. It's for Him, so that we can um, share the gospel with others. And our children, our family, are our first mission. Absolutely. And a lot of time, and you even see that in pastor's family. I have Mm. pastors, you know, all through my family Um, and you know, they're doing, they did a a great job at it, but you see that where they pour so much in to their church members and they're gone every night and they're doing hospital visits and all these things. And they need to pour first into their family. Mm. Um, And that's hard. That's a hard line line to make. So yes, that's such a good point. Yeah. So with that, I want to just encourage you. It's going to be hard for you to know um, how to attune and how to um, respond to them when they come in from school and they have uh, their facial expressions indicate trouble. It's going to be hard for you to create attachment bonds when you have zero bandwidth right here from your own day right? Because I know you're also maybe wearing masks at work and you're exhausted and your face is sweaty and you're getting pimples and, and you're struggling socially as well. And you're watching the news because you care about the news because you care about our country. But if you are worn down 
you're going to miss a tune um, with your spouse, mm-hmm. with your children, with your friend. So take care of you and learn to be self-aware. And here's my biggest tip on self-awareness. Discover the way your body mm-hmm. is communicating with you. Mm-hmm. Stop ignoring the butterflies in your stomach. Stop mm-hmm. ignoring when, you're, when your heart pitter-patters and pitter-patters. That's anxiety. That's your body's thing. Alert. Mm-hmm. You need to stop and breathe. Right. Stop ignoring when you have a lump in your throat because something's bothering you. Stop mm-hmm. ignoring if, you know, whatever your body's trying to speak to you with. Mm-hmm. It's so good. there for a reason. God mm-hmm. created this beautiful design to work together mm-hmm. and, and systematically warn you. Whether it's that you ran too far and you rolled your ankle on a marathon and you're going to keep going, don't mm-hmm. ignore that either. Mm-hmm. mainly don't ignore the anxieties that are within you deal with them mm-hmm. so that you can be a better parent. That is so good too, because I mean, and we even named our podcast grace filled grit. We are trying to play tough guy here mm-hmm. and um, get over it, get over yourself. It's tough times. Don't worry about that headache. Don't worry about, you know, my heart pitter pattering or all what you're talking about, all those signs, I think as women trying to come up and uh, be these strong, brilliant people in society, sometimes we stuff all that kind of just ignore it. That's such a good tip that we shouldn't, (laughs) we shouldn't be ignoring all those things. That's good. I'm glad you agree, Lana. Yeah, I totally (laughs) agree. (laughs) Totally agree. Good stuff, Mindy. Thank you so much for sharing all that. Just so much wisdom in such a short time. I truly appreciate you coming on and sharing all this. So good, good stuff. Okay. So couple of, before we close out today, couple of fun fact questions (laughs) for you. I'm going to have three of them. Okay. Um, So just quick facts, coffee or tea, which do you like? But I feel like I know the answer to this. Well, it's coffee. It's coffee. Let me drink some right now. Okay. Cheers. I thought, I thought that was the Must be creamy though. Must be creamy. Okay. So you like it with lots of cream? Oat cream. Yes. Okay. There you go. Okay. That's good. I do mine with almond milk. So we're very similar. Okay. Um, Mountains or beach vacay, which would you prefer or both? (laughs) Uh, I actually like to vacation at places that have both. Okay. There you go. So where do you go? Well, uh, islands <laughs> that have a, like a mountain, like if you can lay on the beach and then you can go for a hike in an old uh, volcano, like a dormant volcano, yeah. favorite thing. Uh, favorite. That's awesome. Yep. Right now, because we're here in Kansas city, it's super hot. Um, I'm mountain because I want to go somewhere that's a little bit cooler. We're still in the (laughs) the midst of summer over here, even though it's turning fall. Um, but by January, I'm, I'm definitely a beach girl for sure. Mm. Get me, get me somewhere warm. And of course we're about as far from the beach as anyone could be. So anyway, okay. So one last question for you. Tell us what you're up to with gospel centered health. What are you, what are you doing in your business right now? I know one thing that I'm loving that you're doing. Thank you for asking. Yes. So gospel centered health is a ministry of counseling, Bible study, and journaling for women. And uh, we are passionate here at gospel centered health with helping overwhelmed women like you and I, 
Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Been there, done that, sometimes yes. still doing it. Yes. Um, thrive with the power of daily consistent healthy habits. Mm-hmm. So that's what we do here. I'm also a professional counselor. I work at a local church and um, we offer a healthy habits Bible study. It's an eight week Bible study and it's topical. So each week we go over these seven healthy habits that I began to research in God's word, basically because I'd ha- I had just, I was, I'd had enough with my life. I was down and out. I was at the lowest point ever and began to just look to God's word for the answers to these healthy habits that I kept hearing him say, hey, get back to the basics. Hey, you're making this too difficult. Get back. So out of that study for me came a Bible study. Mm -hmm. So we call that the Healthy Habits Bible Study. It's topical. Each week we study each topic. Along with that, we've created um, a 90-day journal for you to sort of journal and track, not sort of, completely journal and track it's these so habits that you learn too. along. Thank I've you, been Lana. using it. It's a, it's a good one for sure. Thank you so much. Here's a little picture of it. And it's pretty. It makes, yes, it's pretty. Makes, that, yeah. <laughs> that matters to me. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> helps you stick to the plan. So good. So where can they find this? Where can they find you online, social media? Um, I would love to add links into our show notes in our description. Um, so go ahead and tell them where they can find all that. Awesome. So uh, you can order the Bible study for your church group, for your community, for some women in your neighborhood, get some girls together. You can go to gospelcenteredhealth.com and find the Bible study there, mm-hmm. order it directly from there. And also... Um, you can find the 90-day Healthy Habits Journal there. You can order both together or they can both exist um, on their own. You don't have to have gone through the Bible study per se to understand how to use the 90-day journal, but mm-hmm. gospelcenteredhealth.com. Okay, wonderful. All right, we'll add that to the show notes if you didn't get that down. All right, so well, thank you, Mindy, for coming today. Um, you are just a blessing to us. You're just packed with wisdom with, from the counseling side and, and as a mom that's been there, done that and gone through it all. So I really appreciate you coming today. Um, so we have two more episodes coming up. First one, um, is going to be in two weeks that the second one, this is the first one. The mm-hmm. second one will be in two weeks um, and it will be about strengthening your marriage um, so you can withstand the struggles. So um, Mindy uh, and her family, her husband had a stroke and they um, you know, came together and worked through that. Um, as some of you know, I had the brain tumor um, and we worked through that, um, but it is, it takes a toll on a marriage and you have to um, you have to, it puts a lot of stress on the other spouse for sure. I I know that. So Mindy's going to share some tips on marriage. And then our final of the three episodes is going to be personal health and wellness, which is so important. Um, And so I'm so glad. I hope that you all will join us uh, for those. And if you have a friend that needs encouragement in those areas, definitely let them know about it. Um, So thank you again for coming, Mindy. And um, we will see you again soon. Thank you, Lana. All right. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today in this episode of Grace-Filled Grit. I know that your time is valuable and I truly appreciate you being here. I hope it was helpful and that you'll share it with a friend. In order to schedule amazing guests on our show, we could use some good reviews. So if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be honored if you could head over to the podcast app on your phone, tap the album art for this show, scroll down to the bottom and write a review. 
Blessings to you, friend. I am looking forward to our next episode and I hope you will join us again. Have a grace-filled day.